You're listening to the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Good morning, afternoon, evening, and whatever else have you, 2M Nation. Good evening, Mike. Good evening, Matt. We are uh, burning the midnight oil over here at the 2M Studios. Hopefully that might change. Maybe eventually within the coming weeks we can do this in the morning. We're we're a bit more energetic, but <laughs> depends on what happens with my current career path with uh, with the work world. You're about to get fired? Maybe, which means you'll get more of me. I know that's what everyone wants. <laughs> Thankfully, I was able to watch a few games this time, unlike last time where your, notes, your copious amounts of notes were needed. But <laughs> what do you think if you had to sum up week three? In one word, I like this. In one word, what would you? What would? What word would you choose? I would choose. <gasps> Not necessarily a word, more of a sound effect. <laughs> but isn't there, uh, isn't there a word for that? Gasp. I guess would be the word. <laughs> I was gonna say wild. <laughs> yes. Last week we had the injuries. This week we got back into. I think what makes the NFL so special is that you know that that. Uh, tried and true uh, cliche of any given Sunday because we saw some crazy stuff this week. We could have been more wrong on our pickums in half these two. <laughs> it was a tough week for pickum, which we'll get into. Yes. It, <laughs> no denying it. It was also a tough week for fantasy, but I think I'm ready to talk about it. <laughs> Are you? I think so. Because I've been ready because I have never been this excited about fantasy. I know, I know, I know. And we will get there. We'll talk about fantasy. We'll we'll spend some time in the fantasy corner, like always. Yes. More reluctantly than usual on my part, though. But before that. Well, I can't help it that your success rate is lower than Taysom Hill's passing rating this year. <laughs> I did it. So proud of you. did a good job. You worked it in. Congratulations. <laughs> now I'm mad. Just got to wing it. <laughs> what, upsets that we were not expecting. There's two, two that we really kind of took notice and we were talking back and forth on. And the first one was who would ever thought the lions would have taken on the Cardinals. I mean, I thought, I thought, right. I was going to say, I knew they were going to take them on because it was in the schedule, but <laughs> yes, I was clearly not expecting them to win. Neither was, neither was Vegas. The Cardinals were five and a half point favorites at home. I wasn't um, betting on that way. <laughs> I, I guess I did in a sense because I picked the Cardinals for eliminator and uh, got eliminated. <laughs> wah, wah. I still, however, am perfect as I pick Cleveland to win. But yeah, so that was our one, the first or uh, one of the big upsets of the day. The other being the Bears. Once again, another come from behind victory, this time over Atlanta with um, they had two quarterbacks play in this game. What happened there, Matt? Well, I jinxed, I will fully admit, (laughs) (laughs) I jinxed Nick Foles, and I have text message times to prove it. (laughs) Foles came in to replace Mitch Trubitsky to spark the offense. It was, I think, his only second play of the drive, and I had texted you, and I said, how funny would it be if on Foles' first possession in the game, he throws an interception? And Mike, how did that possession end? Well, technically with an interception, but I, and I think many will agree with me in saying that was not an interception, but in the stat sheet, it goes down as an interception (laughs) that he threw up to Allen Robinson. Of course, one of those, not even 50-50, I would say Allen Robinson caught it, but then the defender just kind of took it from him in the end zone and it was (laughs) ruled uh, interception. Mike, well, that's why Uh, you got to hold on to the ball. You're not wrong. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, yeah, Foles came in and he, despite that interception, he threw three touchdowns afterwards and then the Bears won again. They're 3-0. and I keep picking against them and they keep winning. Maybe I'll learn this week. No, you won't. So yeah, those were two uh, pretty major upsets. Ironically, both those upsets affected the NFC North. True. Yeah. Lions uh, got their first win, if I'm not wrong. And the Bears are 3-0, and but like a barely 3-0. and Albeit, I'll admit that Green Bay barely beat the Saints. We should not have won that game. Maybe not, but the, the Saints are a higher quality opponent than the Falcons, let's be honest. Okay, just because we can't recover an onside kick doesn't mean anything. <laughs> uh, so yeah, those are the craziest, or well, 
the biggest upsets, I think. Pick them. A lot of other games didn't go the way we thought either. We uh, Let's see. We both missed on, yeah, we had both picked the Falcons to win. We both picked the Rams, and we'll talk about that game a little bit more, but they got upset by the Bills. Uh, Chargers. Talk about, is there a team, more team that's on fire than the Buffalo Bills? I don't think there is right now. How about Josh Allen? Josh Allen has completely proven me wrong on the one thing that I mocked him. <laughs> his accuracy? His accuracy. But I think the help of that is with Stephon Diggs. Yeah. It, I mean, it seemed like a big deal uh, when they made the trade, but it's been – I'd say it's probably worked out better than – This reminds me of a couple of years ago when the Cowboys got Amari Cooper and the impact he made immediately on the offense. Right, just taking him to uh, another level. Oh, we also had our first tie this week. <laughs> Eagles and Bengals could not determine a winner. Well, because the Eagles are garbage. <laughs> um, so, yeah, rough week for Pickham, but uh, I still came out on top 9-7, to seven, and overall it's 36-31 to 31 on the season. That's uh, the only thing you're leading in. It is. It really is at this point. Because, yeah, lost an eliminator with the Cardinals. Matt, you you are still perfect with the, the Browns over the uh, – who did they play this week? Washington. That's right. Got Have a little you, close for comfort, though. Really, it was a competitive game. Uh, how about for week four? Have you made your pick over here? I did, and I'm going in now to remember. Um, I, went, I went kind of off the rail. Uh-oh. And I decided to choose between the Vikings and Texans game because both those teams are 0-3 and someone's got to go 1-3. and Well, not necessarily. <laughs> they could go 0-3-1. You are right, but this is not the Eagles. I took the Vikings over the Texans. Okay. Um, the Texans are not the same offense without DeAndre Hopkins. That's for sure, yeah. And – if there was a time for one of these teams to win, I have more confidence in the more complete Vikings than the Texans who have struggled on both sides of the wall. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Vikings at least got a few things figured out on offense this week. Uh, I myself went with the Rams. They go back home after that tough loss to Buffalo. Uh, The safest bet you could pick right now. I feel very safe about this one. Uh, They're yeah. They're taking on the giants who just got dismantled by the 49ers. B team essentially <laughs> I was gonna say not just the 49ers but like the practice squad 49ers <laughs> yeah so I feel pretty good about that one I mean we'll see what we're what we're saying about that game next week <laughs> we recap it, but watch the Giants come back and knock out the Rams I mean <laughs> I, I wouldn't be surprised shocked. by anything this year at this point to be if we're being honest here I was gonna say I'd be shocked but at the same time like I'd be like okay <laughs> it's 2020 Anyway, so yeah, let's get into the uh, our sleeper teams. I think <laughs> I think we went zero for four with our playoff sleeper teams. This, this was week. not a good week for sleeper teams. Chargers uh, may be the most disappointing of all because they well, were. And I the- gave uh, to be honest before we even get to my sleepers, I gave sure. up on the Broncos last week. Broncos are another team who are essentially they're they're down like half their team. <laughs> Felt so good. I was all in, and now I feel like I'm eating Jello just for the simple fact of the entire team's on IR. But continue well, with your Chargers. A similar thing is actually happening to the Chargers. They lost Melvin Ingram. They're you know half of their pass rushing duo to a knee injury, placed on IR before the game was even played. Um, in the game, they lost Chris Harris, their cornerback uh, acquisition this off season, uh, with a foot injury, and he'll probably be out about a month too. And that's in addition to um, their uh, Tyrod Taylor uh, having – oh, which we did – actually, some more information came out about that, I think, after we recorded last week. It yeah, was actually, he had a punctured lung. Is that still the thing? He had a punctured lung, but it was actually punctured by the team doctor administering a painkiller shot for a rib injury. Talk about screwing up. The one thing you can't screw up. Uh-huh. That's pretty bad. The memes were flowing freely with uh, uh, Justin Herbert as the doctor. <laughs> Here's some medicine to make you feel better. I, FYI, you may not breathe well after, but you can still, you know, play a football game like that, right? Right. I mean, I've heard it happen with like a broken rib, mm-hmm. but I've never heard it like I thought it was. I honestly thought it was a crock of crap. I thought it was just an excuse they gave to put Herbert in the game. Right. And I then mean, that came out. And we'll never know if the doctor got orders. <laughs> Just 
think about. I don't want to start anything. But anyway, yeah. So perfect podcast, perfect that, platform to start crap. That injury uh, sidelined Taylor again this week. So it was Herbert getting the start. Um, and they were at home to the Panthers, who were previously winless. They came into this game 0 and 2. So even with Herbert as the starter, I felt pretty good about the Chargers' chances here. Um, and once again, the, the defense. Started. The defense played pretty well again, um, even without Melvin Ingram. They forced Carolina to settle for a field goal five times in that kind of classic bend, but don't break defensive mentality. And if you just look at the stats, you would think the Chargers won. They had more passing yards, more rushing yards. They had a better third down conversion percentage. They won the time of possession battle. But you know what Uh, they also won? How many turnovers did they have, Mike? Yeah, they had a lot. They had four. I'm going to say three, I guess, because technically one was on a, the last play of the game when they were trying to do laterals to get it into the end zone. But um, Herbert, as young quarterbacks tend to do, turned the ball over twice, an interception and a fumble. Uh, Josh Kelly, another rookie uh, running back, he lost a fumble early and then was essentially benched for a lot of the game. Um, and he, but despite all that, Herbert almost led them on a game-winning touchdown drive at the very end. Uh, they that ended up falling just short, but uh, he had a pretty okay stat line at the end of the game, completed 35 out of 49 passes uh, for a 71% completion, 330 yards, the one, uh, one touchdown, the two turnovers to go with it. And I'll, I'll still say overall, I'm still impressed with what Herbert's done. They, Oh, I think they lost Mike Williams in this game too. So he set, essentially has in his offensive weapons, Keenan Hunter Allen, Henry. yeah, Hunter Henry, Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler. And that's it. I mean, so, that's not a not a bad try, a bad trio. There's worse trios to have, but when that's all you have, you it's really easy to defend that. Yeah, and it's Keenan Allen had an insane amount of targets. He had, I mean, he did have a big game, uh, but yeah, when the defense knows who you're going to throw to, that makes it harder. Uh, let's see, but 21 to 16 ended up being the final score. Chargers fall to one and two now. So with uh, Herbert taking over and. Seems like he'll be the starter for the foreseeable future. They're officially in kind of transition mode at this point. So is that is that a direct prediction from you that even when Terod Taylor is long is no longer punctured, <laughs> unless another medical examiner does something, that we're seeing Herbert as the starter? Unless he gets hurt himself or completely implodes, I think that's my expectation, yeah. And that's been the pattern, to be honest, with Anthony Lynn. That's why I kind of didn't believe the pregame injury going, what did you do? Right, yeah. And I think I said that, this last week, too. Is And once you go to the rookie, it's hard to go back, especially if he looks – Unless you're Ben McAdoo. <laughs> that's a good point. But, yeah, I think Herbert's looked good enough to hold on to the job. So my other sleeper team, the Cardinals, this is so disappointing. It was a good game, back and forth, a lot of lead changes – uh, the Lions did get their top receiver, Kenny Galladay, back from a hamstring injury. He played for the first time, and their offense, uh, led by Matt Stafford, looked a lot better as a result. Um, Kyler Murray had another big game. I think he scored on the ground again, uh, a couple passing touchdowns too, but he did throw three interceptions, and that was key. And one of those interceptions was made by <laughs> your proven player, Jeff Okuda. The that was the only, like – candle in the darkness for that game for him they picked on him all game i mean i have through three quarters i have notes of just missed tackles there um <laughs> he stayed with uh why do i have hopkins hopkins all uh, yeah all game mm-hmm. i mean i feel like that was a really big test but he he did get an interception and those turnovers are what cost the cardinals the game right yep yep so Made one, now we need more, probably from lesser quarterbacks. Yeah, so like you said, that that cost the Cardinals a chance to win it at the end and uh, instead let Stafford do do the same or do that instead. <laughs> they were tied at uh, 23 apiece and Stafford led a game-winning drive as he's done so many times in his career to kick the game-winning field goal. And they've got one of the best in the business there in Matt Prater. Matt Prater, yep. And so with that loss, the Cardinals fall to 2-1 and one in the super competitive NFC West. How did your teams do this week, Matt? Uh, can we skip this part? <laughs> if, we can skip it if I don't have to talk about my fantasy team later. <laughs> <laughs> nope. 
All right. Let's make, you can make it quick, though. Cowboys and Seahawks was exactly the game we had hoped to be. It lived up to being America's Game of the Week. Sure did. Once again, it proves Russell Wilson is incredible. Hashtag let Russ cook. Five touchdown passes, 14 through the first three games. Like, that's an insane pace. Yeah, sure and is. And it's, that's a new NFL record for touchdown passes through the first three games. Like, the question becomes is, can you stop him? So far, the answer is no. Um, even though, you know, Prescott had a monster of a day. Thank you, Dak Prescott. <laughs> um, throwing for 472 yards. You know, they took the one-point leave, but they left too many minutes on the clock for Wilson. Yeah. Four minutes is too long. Two minutes is too long. It really is. <laughs> I mean, this offense just shows that when you have the ball, you have to leave them with under 90 seconds left. And even then, I feel like you're taking a risk because that wilson the Lockett combination is as dynamic as it gets. Yeah, with Lockett and uh, DK Metcalf over there, that's a very strong tandem. And no matter what, you can't cover them. Not, for, not when Russ can scramble out of the pocket as long as he wants. <laughs> and I felt like the, the, the Dallas defensive line kind of pushed, gave it to that offensive line, and Russell still got the job done. Yeah, definitely an impressive performance. Um, so the Cowboys dropped to one and two. Not happy about that, but, you know, I'm not putting it all on the offense. Dak and the offense are getting it done. The defense needs to step up. Yeah, and they've been hit with some pretty bad injuries with uh, Leighton Vander Esch, I think Sean Lee, both out in their linebacking core. But, you know, it's um, it's not the start I was hoping for, but Prescott's having the year we want him to have. <laughs> even if the score doesn't reflect that. And then give me a moment of silence for the Broncos. The Broncos and the 49ers, I think, are in a foot race for who can field the most practice players in a game. No Locke, no Sutton, no Lindsey, no Miller, no Boye. No <laughs> yeah. win. No win. That's right. No hope. <laughs> and the offense was pathetic. Although I will say that offensive line I don't think existed or the Buccaneers are way better than we thought. Um, an interception, but the five sacks, talk about rattling a quarterback. I don't care if it's you've been in the league five years or ten years. A five-sack game will shake you to your core. And that wasn't even the whole game because Driscoll, Jeff Driscoll, uh, starting in place of Drew Locke, uh, got benched. In the third quarter, I think, and they turned things over to Brett Rippon. Who I had no idea what it is. I never heard that name before. (laughs) Um, And he went great. He went eight for nine for 52 yards, which not a bad completion, you know, off the bench and then decided not to Mm -hmm. throw to his own player. Uh, He pulled a, you know, a Carson Wentz. Well, technically all of his passes were complete. One of them just went to the wrong team. Well, I mean, you know, orange and red, they're hard to, you know, I could, they get mixed up. I get it. Um, but 28 to 10 defeat the Broncos were handed 0 to three. Um, yeah. I love your, I love how you made the native South park reference. Cause that was kind of funny. That was hilarious. Their, their cardboard it... faces were highly disappointed. <laughs> they really were. I mean, inanimate objects and I could feel the disappointment. Well, I think they were drawn with frowns on their faces from the, they game. already knew someone knew they what already they were knew. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, tough week for our, our playoff sleeper teams. Uh, Broncos just need to get healthy. Everyone else needs to get their stuff together. Way to censor yourself. I'm proud of you. <laughs> How about, honestly, the surprise of the week? Yeah, the first game of the week. We were so excited about the Jaguars after they beat the Colts week one. They played the Titans really tough in week two. And then what happened? They just came out against the Dolphins and just laid an egg. <laughs> Very stinky brown egg. Yeah, not even a good egg. <laughs> you know, they didn't have DJ Chark, their top receiver, but do, also do, do, do. Miami, right? Obligatory. But Miami also didn't have their top corner, Xavier Howard. So I thought that might kind of even out. But the Dolphins came into Jacksonville and won. They got their first win, 31-13. to 13. Henderson was just picked on all night, too. Yeah. Like, he gave up a touchdown to Gasecki in the second quarter. Um, he missed a tackle at the beginning of the first quarter, which led to like a 15 yard after the catch. And then later 
missed a second tackle, which led to like a 30 yard gain and then had DPI in the end zone, which led it yeah. made first and goal. Yeah. Um, I was not happy. There was things a flying. Yeah. Tough game um, for him. Uh, hard to defend though. When, when Fitz magic is making his, his magic. <laughs> but now the question never. becomes, we saw Fitz magic this week. Do we get Fitz tragic next week? I don't know because he plays against uh, Seattle who have had their own defensive troubles. Yes, but he's also playing against the hottest quarterback in the NFL right now in Russell Wilson. That game, which we'll get to, could be a sneaky shootout. Uh, back to the Jaguars for a sec. Uh, Henderson wasn't the only one who struggled. Gardner Minshew had a really tough game. After three touchdowns in each of his first two games, he just he looked out of sorts in this one. Maybe it was missing DJ Chark. Maybe Miami played better than we would have expected. Or wanted Is Miami to a decent team, or are we just blowing this out of proportion? Well, like you said, Seattle's probably going to put them in their place next week. <laughs> but um, I think it's more of the la- I think it's more of the Jaguars maybe getting a little too much hype after the first couple weeks. But either way, Minshew had a tough game. He was under pressure a lot on most of his dropbacks. No touchdowns. Got sacked four times and turned the ball over twice. So not not pretty against a defense that <laughs> the Miami defense that had not been impressive the first couple weeks. Had I known that, I mean, I was happy that I benched the Ravens defense and took the Browns. Not too bad if you took Miami as a flyer. <laughs> yeah, they they were flying all over the field. I don't know. Something was motivating them. <laughs> they were hoping to see Fitzpatrick and all of his gold chains and his chest hair again. <laughs> Guy's a legend. Um, so let's quickly touch on a couple others. We already mentioned the Bears surprising the Falcons. Uh, Bears improved to 3-0. Even Matt Ryan struggled. He had been really good in the Falcons' first two losses, but he uh, he was kind of set up for failure in this one with no Julio Jones, and he lost his uh, another receiver, uh, Russell Gage. I think yep, Gage was gone. And yeah, I and I made hurt. the notes on that. I mean, that first pass of their possession was a 63-yard touchdown, or 63-yard pass to Calvin Ridley. Right. Yeah. And it looked perfect. And I was like, "There's the big plays." And then after that, it was just struggling and stalling the offense. The court, second quarter, there was a massive opportunity to go up in the game, and they struggled in the red zone, and they had to settle for a field goal. And then they stalled after the interception in the third quarter. And then they I didn't even write notes for the fourth quarter just because I was like, I don't know what's going on. They missed a couple of kicks in that game too. Um, yeah, what's with kickers this year? I feel like we say that every year. Like if you if you have – one of the top three or four kickers in the league, you know, like a Greg Zerline, uh, Mason Crosby, I'd put in that category now. Goskowski's getting his, his act together. Uh, you just kind of take it for granted. And then you look at these other teams, it's like. Like everyone mocks that position, but it shows you just how critical it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Bears 3-0, and Falcons still winless. Uh, bad news for Chicago, though. Tariq Cohen looks like he tore his ACL and will unfortunately miss the rest of the year. Good thing he got his extension first. <laughs> Talk about planning that one out. And the Falcons uh, made some history in this game. They're the, the first team. In oh NFL yeah, let's 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 re- let's let's revisit that one, Mike. Yeah, just really, it's kind of fun here. First team in league history to lose back-to-back games in which they led by 15 points or more in the fourth quarter. Oh, good, good, good. What else is that? What's the percentage of that? What are the odds of that happening, Mike? So actually, since you mentioned the odds, I had this written down here. They had, a, For some metric, they had a 99% chance to win each of those two games and lost both in a row. And the odds of that happening are <laughs> 1 in 990,000. <laughs> so what you're trying to say is the odds were not in their favor. Well, they were, and then against those odds, they snatched defeat from the jaws of victory, so to speak. I'm going to say that that's just skill. <laughs> um, and I think it's because, you know why you know why they lost? is because you bet against the Bears again and lost. <laughs> I keep so doing like a it. Here, Mike. I, every week, outside of week one, where I ended up switching it last second, I've, yep, I picked against the Bears, and every week they have come back and, and won the game, so... Uh, sorry, Falcons. They really had no chance. <laughs> Let's skip uh, forward to, I mean, the Rams and Bills game was a shootout. We figured it was going to be uh, Josh Allen's, I think, ranked three out of the top five. No, two, just behind Dak Prescott in terms of most passing yards through the season, which is insane. 
Yeah, who would have predicted that? Um, but my boy, Dak Prescott's number one. <laughs> it's amazing that the, between the Eagles and Bengals, two winless teams came in, and you're always like, all right, well, someone's going to come out with a win, right? Usually. But no, they Not had to be like, <laughs> we're going to mess this up all over the board and say nobody wins. <laughs> there was such a sad ending to the game too with both of them kind of you know playing not to lose <laughs> rather they basically played for a tie in the end of overtime. Yeah, when they realized that there were just nobody had to give up anything, just defenses tightened up and nobody goes anywhere. And the Eagles uh, the st- injuries have already been the story for them this year and they lost a couple more players even with Deshaun Jackson leaving with a hamstring injury. And then Dallas Goddard uh, with a fractured ankle, I believe it was. He's sitting on my IR bench fantasy-wise now. Yeah, he's going to be out for a few uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, that said, Philly's defense played pretty well. They got eight sacks of, of Joe Burrow, and they held uh, the Bengals under 50 rushing yards in, in five quarters of football. <laughs> so I guess you could argue that's the only bright spot of that entire game was the defense has played decently well. Yeah. Yeah, and another part of that was Darius Slay. He was on A.J. Green most of the game um, per Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, who did the work, my homework for me. <laughs> Slay, Slay covered A.J. Green on 81% of his routes run, and he caught just five balls out of six targets uh, for just 36 yards. So Slay took him out of the game, essentially. Uh, Washington at the Browns. The only reason I thought this was notable is because the Browns won this game. They're two and one, and they have a winning record for the first time since 2014. Hey, that's like I have the first winning record since what 2018 <laughs> for fantasy football. Yes, yeah. correct. Uh, the other unfortunately big storyline here was that Chase Young left this game early for Washington. Um, I forget what the injury is, but he's he's expected out this week too. I was not happy because he was on fire, and that rookie defensive player of the year candidacy seemed like a good thing. So hopefully he doesn't miss, miss too much time, and he yeah. can come back and continue his his stampede towards that trophy. Definitely, yeah. Or at least a ribbon. At least a, a cool-looking pin or something. Right? I want one. <laughs> and then going into the, the primetime games – they had Packers Saints on Sunday Night Football. Both teams, uh, ironically, missing their top receiver due to injury, Michael Thomas and Devontae Adams, uh, neither of which played in this game. Uh, but each team did still have their future Hall of Fame quarterback, and both Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers had pretty big games here. They each threw for over 280 passing yards with uh, three touchdowns and no turnovers. So a really clean game, very offensive-oriented game. I think the only turnover. Uh, was actually a Taysom Hill fumble late in the game that uh, that let Green Bay take a 10-point lead, and there just wasn't enough time for the Saints to, to complete the comeback. Which is amazing to say that there wasn't enough time, because I feel like this is a quarterback duo that anything more than like five seconds is too much time. Right, yeah. It was one of those... has arguably one of the best deep balls down the field into, you know, the, of the Hail Marys, who's completed more? <laughs> So I feel like even if you give him one shot, like the odds are really 50-50 in the best case. And with Breeze's accuracy, all it takes is, you know, three seconds off the clock to get two plays in and the Saints could potentially go in. So there's any amount of time on the clock is too much time for these guys. <laughs> right. And they did uh, – they, so they, the Saints kicked the field goal to get within a touchdown, but then Green Bay, uh, it turned out, did remember how to cover an onside kick. <laughs> So, uh, well, actually, it went out of bounds. So I don't think they ended up recovering it, but they, they did not. They, they, didn't watched have to. they watched it go out of bounds. Yes. <laughs> um, and I do have to say, as a fan of Green Bay, I was really, I really thought this defense played by Green Bay was pathetic. Yeah. They all forgot how to tackle through three quarters. Oh, my gosh. Alvin Kamara. One offensive star. And I felt like Dom Capers was up in the booth again, coordinating a defense that could not stop one player. <laughs> yeah, with Michael Thomas out, it really felt like uh, they might be able to hold them to fewer than 30 points. <laughs> it's not even the points. Like, force them to spread the ball around, which Breeze is really good at. But it was literally, wait, 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 dump it to Alvin Kamara, and there he goes for 30 <laughs> yards. Wait, 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 wait. 
shuffle past Alvin Kamara, and there he goes for 15 yards. Yeah. It made me so angry. Yeah, that's always aggravating to watch. Um, for Green Bay, it was Alan Lazard leading the team in uh, targets, catches, and yards. Uh, he had 146 pass uh, receiving yards uh, with a touchdown, too. So he looked good. Back on top. Look out, Devontae. Yeah. <laughs> Could this uh, be the future Jordy Nelson combination? Could be. I mean, they've been looking a long time, several years now, they've been looking for a number two to complement Devontae Adams. Maybe, and that's that's sort of why I picked Lazard to be my uh, prove it, one of my prove it players this year is because uh, he looked so good at the end of last year. Just the question is, can he continue that and step up? And I feel like he has. And I also feel that he is uh, sort of pulling ahead of Marcus Valdez-Scantling for the number two receiver there. How about the game that was supposed to be? Supposed to be. Supposed to be the start, like the game of the week. Game of the year, maybe. Kind of a letdown. Yeah. I. <laughs> this game, uh, Chiefs won on Monday Night Football over the Ravens, 34-20, to 20, and it really didn't even feel that close. No, it felt it was the Chiefs all the way. All the way. In every area against a very good Baltimore defense that I thought did rather well, but it just goes to prove that, I don't know, is Mahomes better than Lamar Jackson? <laughs> I mean, in this matchup, they won, so you could argue that right there proves it. Well, and you could just looking at what each of these quarterbacks did in this game, too. Uh, Mahomes, I believe, I think it was five total touchdowns, over 300 passing yards. Lamar Jackson had 97 passing yards <laughs> in an entire football game. Well, let's keep in mind, too. Yeah, I really thought Baltimore's defense would, would do better here, and I was surprised at how good the Chiefs' defense looked on the other side. They were very aggressive in their play calling, uh, blitzing Lamar on, on a lot of uh, his dropbacks, and I think the pressure got to him. He, he seemed to panic a little bit. He kind of he seemed rattled, and yeah. yet he wasn't. I don't know. He stopped looking downfield. That was what I noticed. He would be focused on that pass rush and immediately look to run uh, rather than looking to you know because that's what you want to do when you see a blitz. You see where it's coming from, find the open guy, and you have a chance at a big play. Uh, well, but he wait, was, and the only way to stop the blitz is to is to take the big play down the field, make them pay for rushing and not covering. But yeah, they he he got in his head a little bit. I think he got rattled, and uh, I won't just give this Chiefs defense and their coordinator Steve Spagnuolo a lot of credit here because they really shut down Lamar Jackson, and as we've seen in his time in the league, that is not easy to do. Now the question becomes: as the league is a copycat league for sure. Does every other defensive coordinator look at this and think, in order to shut Lamar down, do you blitz eighty percent of the time? Yeah, I mean, if you if you it's going to make the next you, matchup interesting. Yeah, and we'll get in. I, I forget it's later in the notes. We'll we'll see. I forget who they're playing. Oh, they're playing Washington next without Chase Young. So no, no rebound mind. game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Chiefs look great. It's kind of a disappointing game overall. It wasn't very close. And that closes out the week three recap. Um, before we get into the games of week four really quick, we had a situation arise yesterday um, in which we learned that there were some positive COVID-19 test cases among the Tennessee Titans players um, after their game on Sunday against the Vikings. So the, the, what we know so far is that on Saturday, the Titans linebacking coach tested positive and he stayed home. Uh, but the rest of the team went ahead, and it, it doesn't look like anyone else had uh, the further had any further testing to see uh, who he might have come into contact with after his positive test. And then more players on the Titans tested positive on Monday morning into Tuesday when those results came back. Um, so, as far as I've heard, the Vikings haven't had any confirmed cases, but both teams, as a precaution, are shutting down their facilities until uh, Saturday at the earliest and all of their prep for week four is going to be virtual and the the games that maybe well one already is impacted this come upcoming weekend the vikings play the texans it looks like they're going to be fine uh like i said no vikings player has tested positive yet but the steelers and titans the league has announced will not be played on sunday um i guess that's benefit that we're finishing our recording on Wednesday. We know this now. <laughs> the Steelers and Titans are actually going to play on Monday or Tuesday, maybe even Tuesday night next week to give everyone a little bit more time to uh, 
to get some positive uh, test results, negative test results. This just goes to show you that this is still a real deal and it still is going to affect everything going forward. Yeah. It's, it's impressive that they made it through the first two weeks with, with nothing like this happening, but it was bound to happen at some point. Uh, but the good news is it looks like it's been contained. Uh, mm-hmm. So, Yeah, no MLB issues like that, that, that right. level of issues yet. Exactly, yeah. All right, so with that out of the way, let's yeah, get into the week. No more downers, let's get on to the good stuff. Well, one more downer, because the Thursday night football game <laughs> is the 0-3 Broncos at the 0-3 Jets. You know, the last time I said two un- – no win teams going into battle should come out with a win. They wound up in a tie. So I don't even know what to say about this one. <laughs> These two teams could tie at zero zero and I wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, that jets defense is porous as all can be. I mean, which cheese has less holes in it. <laughs> and a, uh, a haunted house has less ghosts than uh, Sam Darnold sees every time he steps on the field. So. <laughs> oh man. Um, I'm going to go off on a limb here, and I have the Broncos winning this one. Me too, because like you said, they still have a – even though it, it's also hobbled by injuries, they still have a more respectable defense. And they've got, you know, they've got Melvin Gordon. They've got Jerry Judy, Noah Fant. They have some weapons still in the passing game. The Jets are down their top, uh, like, three or four receivers, and they weren't even good receivers. <laughs> so <laughs> so what you're trying to say is don't – what about Le'Veon Bell? He injured. <laughs> the Jets have it's, it's insane. Um they have Sam Darnold. Come on now. They have Sam Darnold and, and they have Sam Darnold. <laughs> so yeah, give me the Broncos on the road uh to get their first win here. And and I think Noah Fant could have a big game. Because when you see a like we mentioned before, Brett Rippon is gonna start this game for Denver. Uh, and, and I have a feeling young- it'll be a matter of a quarter, maybe a half before they put Jeff Driscoll back in. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I think. I just don't see this guy who I know nothing about other than what, half a game? Uh huh. To know that he's not going to, even against a terrible Jets defense. Maybe yeah. that's the only shining light is the fact that the Jets defense is so bad. <laughs> you and I could go be a quarterback for the Broncos and walk away with a 40% completion rate. Probably. You know, maybe we should give him a call. See if they're see if they put out any ads on uh, Indeed. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> send him my resume. Send him that video of you making the immaculate reception. <laughs> I will absolutely because because they're looking for receivers too. Well, uh, anyway, I'm looking for Noah Fant to have a big game here because who do young quarterbacks like to target? They sp- usually look to the middle of the field, and that's where Noah Fant will be. And he is big game proven. for Fant and Gordon coming up. Yep. Yep, like that call. And uh, Bradley Chubb on the other side. Uh, Sam Darnold is going to wish he was a ghost because he is very real and <laughs> he's going to get some sacks in this one. All right, enough Broncos-Jets talk. Going into the Sunday the Sunday noon games, got the 1-2 and two Saints, surprisingly 1-2 and two at the 1-2 and two Lions, who just got their first win. Uh, the biggest storyline here will probably be Michael Thomas coming back for the Saints. He's expected to be back week four. And uh, let's see if uh, these Lions coming off a surprising win over the Cardinals are for real. I still say they're not, and I'm picking the Saints. I have the Saints as well, hoping Acuna gets a couple more picks. Maybe let's see if he goes to Michael Thomas or covers Emmanuel Sanders. We're going to have to see. That will be Um, very interesting to watch if if he matches up on Michael Thomas. Also, Kiko Alonso, I don't think, registered a snap last week. I don't even know if he's on the team anymore. <laughs> like a Vic Beasley situation. <laughs> <laughs> Just disappears for three or four weeks and then magically reappears. Right. Um, so, so check on that. Next up. Uh, your Chargers one, at the Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. One and two Chargers. They're, they're another injury-plagued team at this point. Um I'm really impressed by on the Buccaneers side though by Antoine Winfield Jr. their their rookie safety. He's been uh, putting up big numbers lately, getting good. Their tackles. defense as a whole is just yeah. like a new level. I yeah, don't know if it's because they have an offense now that gives them time to rest and a quarterback who's not throwing an average of two picks per game. <laughs> hey, hey, you don't like it when I bring it up, but yeah, I know. I was going to say usually I'm the one defending uh, James Winston <laughs> on this podcast, um, but. I think that has a lot to do with it. When your defense has time to rest in between possessions and you can put long strides, mm-hmm. it means your defense becomes more effective on those first few possessions. 
or those first few yeah. plays. Right, and they stay fresher throughout the game. Um, I haven't heard yet who's starting at quarterback for the Chargers. I'm assuming it'll still be Herbert. That either would be way, my guess. Either way, I'm taking the Buccaneers at home to win this one. How about you? I decided to spice it up, and I took the Chargers. Really? Well, thank you for the vote of confidence in my uh, sleeper team. <laughs> um, I think because it's been such a wild thing. Like, it's not that I don't believe in Tom Brady. It's mm. their teams have been full of surprises. Sure. I think the Chargers are going to come to this game angry. Yeah. I think we've be. seen if Herbert is going to be the starter, he's had a, a, a start under his belt. It was unexpected. It was kind of thrown at him last second. Right. He performed well. The Chargers are down some injuries, but I think they can compensate. Their defense is still really good. Actually, the Buccaneers are going to be down some injuries too. Uh, Chris Godwin already announced will not play this week. Uh, Scotty Miller, their next receiver there, is also nursing an injury. So so that's a good point you bring up. My only question would be is can this Chargers O-line handle the Bucs defense? Yeah. If they can win at the point attack at the line of scrimmage, I think Herbert and the Chargers offense have a shot. All right. I like it. I do think it'll be close and relatively low scoring uh, with the Chargers. You know, they've still got they've still got Bosa on the defense. They've still got a couple good corners. Cool. I hope you're right about that one. I hope I'm wrong, but at the same time, right. It's like a catch-22. Uh, Jaguars at Bengals. I think I've messed up the Jaguars record. They're one and two. Uh, Bengals zero oh and two and one. That's fine. I'll forgive you. All right, thanks. At least I caught. At least I didn't blindly read it this time. <laughs> I would have let you do it like you've done to me. I know. Times. I know. And then I would have had to painstakingly edit it out. <laughs> well, of course, uh, because it's you. If it was me, you would have just left it and be like, "Look at right. this." I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't care if you sound like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it'll be interesting to see how how Gardner Minshew uh, bounces back from that really disappointing uh, game against the Dolphins. He's had a week and a half of, well, the whole team has had a week and a half of preparation. That's a the benefit of playing on Thursday, uh, the following week at least. Who do you yeah, have? His defense has been tougher than I think we expected. Um, but let me see. I, I believe I'm taking the Bengals here, actually. I have Jacksonville. Uh, yep, I've got the Bengals. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm taking Jacksonville. I think I you think, think it was a little bit of a fluke what happened in Miami. I think so. I don't I'm not giving Miami any credit. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Fitzpatrick went off, but if his record is anything to show for it, he'll go off and then immediately within a week or two absolutely just fall just crash out of his face. back down to earth, yeah. <laughs> um and I think the Jaguars know they're better than that. I think they're better than that. Mhm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they're better than that, too. Uh, but I really like what we've seen from Joe Burrow through three starts, uh, three games. and uh, Their record doesn't do it justice. They're, they're playing. No. That's why I think they get their first win this week. Uh, well, I mean, they're okay, but I don't know if they're just ready for that yet. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, next up, Been wrong before, to... surprisingly. No, never. <laughs> <laughs> not, not with football. <laughs> not in anything. <laughs> Anyway, uh, next up, we got Battle of Winless Teams, 0-3 Vikings at 0-3 Texans. Once again, somebody should walk away with a win. Somebody should, (laughs) probably. Although, with the way these teams play, I straight up would not be surprised if this game ended with 0-3-1 as the the records. (laughs) This is another game I could could completely see that happening with. Yeah. Yeah, both teams have uh, obviously disappointed so far. On both Uh, sides of the ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texans, we expected a bit of a regression without uh, – actually, both of these teams lost a uh, top-tier receiver this offseason via trade, actually. Diggs <laughs> and Hopkins, both out. Yep, and both offenses are, are suffering for it. But I'm actually taking the Texans at home. I don't feel good about it, though. <laughs> I have the Texans as well. Okay, cool. Uh, next up, I think this game is going to be a lot of points here. The 3-0 Seahawks at 1-2 and Dolphins. Against that poor Seattle secondary, yeah, I think Fitz Magic up. shows up again. I I think he does, and he'll be in my fantasy lineup again uh, because the Seahawks secondary is giving up something like 450 pass yards per game. They're not going to have Jamal Adams at safety this week. He's hurt. I mean, that being said, I, Seahawks win this game easily. 
but absolutely. I'm just upset <laughs> that Chris Carson's down for a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, knee sprain, I think it was, and a really dirty play by uh, I forget the guy's name on the the Cowboys, but that was just unfortunate. So uh, yeah, but I have handily the Seahawks. Yep. Russell Wilson versus Fitzpatrick is it a no brainer? Uh, yes, it is a no brainer. <laughs> <laughs> Steelers and Titans. Yep, which may be played on Tuesday night and kind of. I'll, I'll take another night it. of football. Absolutely, every night. <laughs> but yeah, both these teams are three and zero. Vic Beasley. See, yeah, I I don't know, I I don't know. I think he, played <laughs> last week, but he was not on the stat sheet, and I didn't go back and watch that game yet. <laughs> I don't know what happened. Uh, but how about Ryan Tannehill? He's there. He's on the field most of the time. Yeah, he, he's he's playing in that game. Unlike you know, he's he's knowingly playing. Um, <laughs> I just have to give the credit to this Steelers defense, to be honest. It's nothing against Tannehill in the offense. I think they're still going to do their job, but this Steelers defense is scary this year. Yeah. And Pittsburgh's hungry after the way last year went. With Big Ben back in the offense now, mm-hmm. I feel like that defense has, once again, with the rest they're able to get due to sustained offensive drives, they're able to come back each new possession and get after the quarterback. And I feel like it's going to be a very long day for Tannehill in the Tennessee offense. Sounds like you're taking the Steelers. Wouldn't it be funny after all that I took the Titans? (laughs) But no, yes, I have the Steelers. I have the Steelers taking this one. Cool. Same here. Uh, Browns at Cowboys. Browns are two and one. Cowboys one and two. Cowboys have had a tough schedule to start the year. I'm not I'm not reading too much into their one and two start because their losses were against the Rams. Prescott's leading the league in passing yards. Yeah, (laughs) they're doing something right. Uh, but they lost to the Rams and the Seahawks, neither of which I really blamed them for. Despite the uh, Browns being above 500 for the first time in six years, I am taking the Cowboys to put them the back. The Cowboys just are a more complete team. We still don't have an identity for this for this Cleveland Browns. Yeah, it's interesting because the Cowboys' defense has been pretty bad. They're banged up too. Um, so they you just might don't be... have a pass rush. Yeah. So getting after the quarterback seems to be the big issue. You're going to give anybody, even someone like May- Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, giving these guys time in the pocket, anybody can make a play. Yeah, but well, I just don't think that the power of their offenses can keep up with the Dallas offense. It, yeah, it's an interesting um, matchup because the Browns' strength is the running game. Both They've got two incredible running backs. Uh, and they haven't, And that's been where they get most of their production from. So maybe this is a big Odell game, or it's at least a, a, a the type of game where Baker's going to have to throw more than he has been in their two wins, most likely. And I wouldn't be surprised if Landry uh, outpaced Odell because I feel like Dallas is going to want to cover Odell. Mm-hmm. Well, they probably want to cover Landry too, right? Well. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you though. Doing the running those more over the middle, underneath routes, uh, like post up the seam, those types of things. Yep. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Cowboys at home uh, probably get the win here. That's what Cardinals, I have them too. Yep, Cardinals at Panthers. Cardinals two and one just lost at home to Detroit. Uh, Panthers just got their first win against uh, the Chargers. I'm, I'm I don't know why I keep writing Curtis Samuel's name here. He's not doing anything. <laughs> He's been he is not proving it uh, so far. I definitely don't see him getting a contract. He at least time. will be more relevant than the next game we talk about. <laughs> oh yeah, oops. <laughs> R.I.P. Tariq Cohen. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, basically not too much to break down here. I'm taking the Cardinals. Guy got the Cardinals as well. Okay, Colts at Bears. It's a pretty interesting game here. Uh, sorry, Tariq Cohen. I think I wrote his name down there before the injury happened. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I swear to God, if your if your injuries are now flowing over into my roster, I am not going to be happy. Seems like what's happening. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, the Colts have been. Uh, I mean, both these teams are good. And are they, they have, well, well, are they? You know, that's a fair question, actually. <laughs> like, has it just been their opponents, or are these teams better than we think? Let's be honest. Colts won big last week, but you're right. It was against the Jets. <laughs> they threw two pick sixes in that game. <laughs> I mean, my gosh. Like I said, we could average a 40% completion rate against the Jets. <laughs> and the Bears, yeah, we, of course, we have questions about still. Um, I don't know if this. I really is- have an important question, though. I know I'm jumping ahead on it a little bit, but yeah, I just need to know. 
Mike. Yes. Who are you taking in this game? We're going to test if I can reverse jinx them because I'm taking the Bears for once. <laughs> <laughs> Which is hilarious because I have the Colts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah, I could. I don't feel confident about this one necessarily, but I like, I like Foles under center. I do think he's a better quarterback, more polished, you know, manager for this offense. Uh, and I think the Bears defense is legitimate still. Uh, you know, that's not a bold thing to say. And Phillip Rivers is mistake prone. Uh, and Bears are at home for whatever that's worth in, in this year with no fans. So I'm taking the Bears. All right, we'll see how well this plays out. And then to wrap up the noon slate of games, we got the 2-1 and one Ravens against the NFC East leading Washington football team. <laughs> They, they I can't win the, believe you just. I can't believe we're saying this. They take the uh, tiebreaker over Dallas because uh, their one win was in the division, so they have a one and zero division record. It's I don't know. Let's let's enjoy seeing it while we can because it won't be true after this week. <laughs> no, I'm just. There's not much to cover in this game other than the fact Ravens. You don't like my note of this is RG3's revenge game. What is he going to revenge from the bench with? <laughs> Unless the Ravens are up 40 to nothing by the half, and then they're like, well, we could probably sit Lamar for a couple of quarters and be fine. I mean, would you be shocked if they're up 40 to nothing at the half? No. <laughs> Seven safeties. <laughs> a thousand anyway, passing yards. You're right. You're right. Though, nothing to really talk about here taking the Ravens. Sunday afternoon, got the 0-3 Giants at 2-1 Rams. Uh, nothing really to say here either. Taking the Rams, I assume you are too. That's a bold assumption. Yes. And uh, Rams are my eliminator pick this week, which I think we already talked about. Uh, oh, I, don't, I don't remember who I picked. Uh, I don't remember either. I said it early on. You did. You did. I know you did. Um, are you sure? Are you positive? I guess I, I just wasn't listening that closely, though. Here's here's a fun game. Two and one Patriots at the undefeated Chiefs. Cam What's Newton, funny is I picked Pat the Vikings. Mahomes. What? Oh, you I picked the Vikings. Vikings. I thought you picked the Texans. <laughs> I picked the Texans to win the game initially, and then my eliminator pick was the Vikings. I'm going to stick with that. And either way, you either won. way, I win something. <laughs> okay. That is the best way to play the odds. That's true. You just you just hedge, and and then yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, How hilarious would it be if I wound up after that? I was perfect in eliminator. Or what if they tie and you you lose both? <laughs> Mike. All right, what do you think about this Patriots-Chiefs game, though? This will be fun. The way the Chiefs handled handled the uh, the Ravens with a, with a much better defense, a much more complete offense, usually, got to give it to the Chiefs. I think this is I, – I can't put Cam Newton and Patrick Mahomes in the same category yet. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I'm taking the Chiefs, too. But um, Do I think the Chiefs blow them away? Not as bad as the Ravens. No. I think we're going to see it a little bit closer. Mm-hmm. But this Chiefs, the Chiefs are on a roll. And when you're hot, you're hot. And I just, I just can't put the New England, the way they're playing right now, in the same category. They don't have the same offensive firepower that, that, that Kansas City has. We just saw what the Kansas City defense can do. If they can show up and do that, they're going to shut Newton and that Patriots offense down. They definitely could. For all Newton's uh, prowess as a runner, he doesn't have Lamar's kind of that's his speed and you know the way he evades tackles uh, that's not really newton's running style um so yeah if he gets pressured it's not as easy for him to get out of there uh, and and he doesn't have he probably has similar weapons to lamar <laughs> jackson uh they don't baltimore doesn't have i mean they have one receiver and mark andrews and and good running backs so it's almost a similar setup i guess um but yeah i'm, I'm taking the chiefs and I think this last one for Sunday is a no-brainer again. Bills and Raiders. While the Raiders are surprisingly much better than we thought all on all areas of football, mm-hmm. you can't stop Josh Allen right now. No, no, you can't. And the Raiders won't. <laughs> and, I'm and I have the Bills handily win in this game by at least two scores. I, yeah, I, I won't argue with that. Sunday night football, a game that looked good on paper before the season started. Now, not so. I serious. have to watch Mike I, as 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 a co-host of this of this podcast and what we do part time for a living is watch football. Do I have to watch this game? You must. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
You're going to like the it. battle of the IR lists. <laughs> Eagles at 49ers. Uh, 49ers might get a few guys back. We don't know about uh, Jimmy. That makes Garoppolo. it even worse. <laughs> well, in terms of uh, the beatdown that's about to be. <laughs> Mop the floor with the Eagles. Probably, yeah. I mean, the one thing I'll say, give the Eagles credit, like we talked about before, their defense looks pretty solid. And if the 49ers are still starting their their B squad on offense, <laughs> that could keep things close for longer. But they're, but George Kittle, for sure, is expected to come back. we got to wait and see about Jimmy Garoppolo and uh, Raheem Mostert. Even but, just getting one of those three back means they have more firepower on the offense than the Eagles have on their entire team. <laughs> that's true. That's true because the Eagles, uh, Alshon Jeffrey is actually practicing, but he's not expected back until the following the week. Eagles only have Zach Ertz. Yep, that's. And I wouldn't be surprised right. if he got hurt at this point because he's the only one that's going to get any targets. Well, yeah, he's, they're going to throw it to him about 15, 20 times probably in this game. So, yeah, taking the 49ers. Even if all those guys are hurt, still, I'm taking the 49ers. <laughs> yep. And then Monday Night Football. This is going to be fun. 0-3 Falcons at the 3-0 Packers. Divisional Part 2. No, Champion Part 2. Oh, yeah, from a couple years ago. <laughs> Except I think it's going to go the opposite way this time. I agree with you. Uh, we don't know about Julio Jones or um, Russell Gage. Uh, it's Julio not the is- offense that has me really overly concerned right now. It's the defense. Sure. The Falcons have never had a strong defense. Mm-hmm. And I attributed that Super Bowl loss to the fact that they were so young. Yeah. You know, it was it, – they were young. They were inexperienced. It was against Tom Brady, which, you know, even with the most seasoned defenses struggle with. Right. And, well, now it turns out maybe those guys just were just bad because a lot of them are gone. Vic Beasley <laughs> makes another appearance on the podcast. He's gone. I'm going to have him as a guest one of these days. <laughs> Are you playing football, he's Mr. Beasley? Football. We know he's not busy. <laughs> Say that to his face. I would never do that. Uh, <laughs> I, I have, with, with as hot as Green Bay is, the, the offensive firepower that's there, the spark reignited in Rodgers, I still have the same question for Green Bay like I do Atlanta. What defense shows up? Yeah. Are right we about to watch Todd Gurley run for 130 <laughs> yards? Uh-huh. On a yeah, that, they definitely need to get that. knee seven times? Yep, that's what they got to work out on the Packers' side of the ball. Is I'm not worried about their corners or safeties necessarily, but these linebackers need to get faster somehow in the span of six <laughs> days and learn how to tackle. Steroids. Let's focus on the tackling, actually. Don't worry about the speed. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter if you can get there and chest bump them. If you can't wrap them up and get them to the ground, your speed's useless. <laughs> yeah, just as an aside, since you said that, that was so aggravating on one of the Camaro runs. It's like you just see guys – Throwing their like bodies, six tackles. Like wrap them up. You're right. They were just trying to bump it, trying to. I don't know. <laughs> they just threw their body at. Don't hurt the guy. Bounced, just bounced off. <laughs> it's pathetic. Get Stupid. Better. Do better this week, guys. <laughs> but yeah, All right. taking the Packers. Yep. Okay. Now it's time for my favorite part. Now. This has been your favorite part all season so far. (laughs) I'm having a good year. What can I say? I normally hate this part. Um, And the note to answer your note. Yes, we have to. (laughs) Dang it. All right. Let's, let's go over to the fantasy corner. (laughs) Starting with our week three fan duel recap. You were so close. So close. (laughs) It was 140 to a (laughs) hundred. And 40 of my 100 points came from Camara, So that tells you how bad the rest of my guys were. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you had a great week. And we it sounded good when you told me your lineup, too. And it pretty much all came out. you see this lineup? Murray, Chubb, Jonathan Taylor, DeAndre Hopkins, Robinson, the Browns. The Browns defense, defense was the best pickup because I picked them up as a flyer this week because I saw Kansas City playing Baltimore and I benched my Baltimore defense and I couldn't have made a better a better flyer pick for the week. Yeah. That's so I'm out. glad that it paid off because I kind of went all in on that thinking we'll see. <laughs> Yeah, not to make excuses, but uh, yeah, we saw how bad that all the Jaguars were. I sort of went all in on them having a big game against the Dolphins with Gardner Minshew and LaVisca Chenault. Up, <laughs> and I picked up Cole Sr., and I was not happy. I was not happy either, but uh, I was 
less unhappy when I saw how little he did in that game. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Also in my FanDuel lineup, Deontay Johnson got hurt early and didn't do anything. Uh, And then, and then probably um, fumbled and then was just like, you're not, yeah. Yeah. So whatever, better luck this week for me. I hope (laughs) he needs, he needs Pete Carroll where you can fumble the ball three times in a year. And Pete Carroll's like, give him the ball again. (laughs) Do you have your lineup for this week set? I do. Remember, I have to set it in order to send you the link. Okay. I tell you this every week, Mike. I was asking for the, the listener's benefit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The question is, are you prepared for this lineup? I don't know, man. I, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you go first. My quarterback, none other, Russell Wilson. All right. Best quarterback in the league right now. Hard to uh, <laughs> argue with that. RB1 is Mark Ingram. Okay. It's been a little hit or miss, but good matchup against Washington. RB2, David Johnson. Wide receiver one, Tyler Lockett. <laughs> like it. Wide receiver two, Tyler Boyd. Okay. Wide receiver three, Robert Woods. Oh, I've got Robert Woods too. Wide receiver four. No, I'm kidding. Tight end. <laughs> Tyler Higby. Oh, okay. Going all in on your prove it player. My flex, I have Todd Gurley. Don't, so you're betting against the Packers' defense there? <laughs> I mean, after that bet, Alvin yeah. Kamara situation, I feel, at least at the goal line, I feel pretty good with Todd Gurley. I don't care if he has eight rushing yards, but he's probably going to have like two or three rushing touchdowns. Probably, yeah. Matt Ryan will light him up in between the 20s and then hand the ball to Gurley and call it a day. And then I have the Ravens' defense. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm, I'm evening the score this week, Mike. I'm not as scared as I was of your lineup last week. <laughs> um, but okay, yeah, I'll do mine really quick. Quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. RB1, Kenyon Drake. Okay. Uh, RB2, I'm going back to Kamara. <laughs> See if he can give me another 40 points. <laughs> um, I also picked a Seattle receiver, but I took DK Metcalf. I figured you would. Uh Robert Woods, as we already discussed. Uh, Devontae Parker against Seattle. I'm sort of banking on that game being a shootout. Um, Tight end, I've got Zach Ertz, like we talked about. He's the last man standing in in Philadelphia. Uh, And then at flex, I took Robbie Anderson. And this that kind of goes into uh, why Curtis Samuel is doing nothing because Anderson has really taken over as the number two receiver there. Um, and then defense, I went so cheap here. I'm taking the Jets defense. <laughs> that right there is going to sink you when they're negative 40 points. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I, I, I'm just guessing Brett Rippon throws a couple, rips off a few interceptions. Stop trying to make it work. A couple sacks probably. I got to yeah, say, right. it's I should probably good. just do no defense. <laughs> you'd, do, you'd do better. Um, I have to say that while good, I'm not intimidated. All right. I'm going to try to even things up. Uh, I'm up two and one, two to one on the season, this being week four, obviously. But you know what you're not up two to one on? Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> How's your season long going, Mike? <laughs> How's our league doing? Not great, man. Since you asked, I wasn't going to talk about it. But <laughs> Was it, is it Alex or Nick and I are the only remaining undefeated teams? Yep. Uh, Nick, you guys Nick. are both 3-0. and uh, Clearly, Nick has benefited from listening to the podcast. <laughs> but, yeah, you had another big week. I think you're averaging like 136 points a game. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, that's uh, up until Chris Carson now is like. That's true. He's He's likely out for this week. And I picked up in order to compensate. I picked up Cordell Patterson. Okay, with three. I put out. money down on Rex Burkhead and Carlos Hyde and got neither. <laughs> well, um, I got Hyde. You so what? I took yeah. Hyde. <laughs> what? How much? Eleven bucks. You beat me by a dollar. You cheating? <laughs> oh, that makes me a little bit happy. I'll trade him to you for Ceh. That's not happening. My best <laughs> running back right now. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm I'm one and two. Had a big week one, but has have been very disappointed since then. Uh, and actually had a decent week. You know, I picked up Jeff Wilson for the 49ers. 
Uh, with Think of Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick had 24 points. Jeff Wilson had 20 points. Um, but, I mean, my opponent – I scored 125, which is not bad, but um, my opponent put up 144 with, like, Kyler Murray, DK Metcalf, Amari Cooper, you know, he <laughs> – it was exactly I would like have, I would have been close to that, but I had Cooper Cup on my bench. I assume he'll be back in your starting lineup this week. He is absolutely in my lineup. <laughs> As is Marvin Jones and Darius Slayton. Smart. I, I like it. See, my roster's so bad, I'm having trouble finding someone to even flex. That's why I picked up Carlos Hyde. I'll give you Dallas Goddard for him. I'll give you a bag of rocks for Dallas Goddard. <laughs> You know what? As long as they're sparkly rocks, you got it, buddy. <laughs> All right, cool. I think that's it. Good stuff. And, and thanks for joining and, us. And cast. Apologize that this episode's coming out later than usual. We had a yeah, it's Mike's fault. We had an issue with our recording schedule. <laughs> but we'll we'll go with that. Whenever you're listening to this, uh, hope you enjoy. You got a little bit more news out of it. We got this whole COVID update. <laughs> Mike always looking for the silver lining. Just hopefully that silver lighting finds your, find your fantasy corner. Okay, cool. Well, Matt, good talking to you. Good, good uh, being with you, 2M Nation, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have fun. See everyone on the gridiron. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode of the 2M Football Show with Mike and Matt. Please subscribe to be aware of our future podcasts. Follow us at social media at 2M Football Show. If you feel like donating to help out the show, follow us and check out our Patreon. We'll see you in the next episode.